And good day, everybody. I think uh, today is yeah Sunday, August nineteenth. It's uh, in the morning here for me and and Brian. Say hello. Hello. Good morning. Morning. One. <laughs> so um, we've been away for a little while for our podcast. Uh, we've had some extenuating life uh, circumstances on both our parts. So um, I think. I think our listeners can understand and accept that we both took a little bit of a summer break that we had you know, yeah. life going on. That's what the summer's for. Exactly. We, you know, you, you vacation, you ride your bike around, you know, you, you find lizards in the pond. That's, that's what you do, right? During the summer. Are you making a dig at me with this bike comment? Are you starting, starting this podcast <laughs> off? But speaking of, did you, did you see my Facebook comment about, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I didn't thing. see if, it, yeah. Um, so anyway, for, for all the listeners that didn't know, so Brian Brooks at one point in his life rode his bicycle uh, across America. And, the whole way. Yeah, the whole way. And he's he doesn't tell many people about it. It's kind of like a hidden secret of his. So so I just have to let people know sometimes that he is a badass and you know, you don't need to keep that secret, Brian. Two things I'm gonna say. First of all, I recall uh before I did it, I recall I called you up and I said Paul, I'm considering doing this major bike trip. It's going to take three months. And do you recall your reaction? I I, I believe I didn't think you were going to do it. You we'll laughed. Finish it. If it had been in person, you laughed in my face. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, so, and then second of all, um, what, what I will say is uh, I have some other sets of friends, who Mike and April, who I'm not even sure if you know. In any case, they do the exact same joke, uh, which is, oh, really, Brian? I didn't know you biked through bicycle across america was it the whole thing was it hard and, and <laughs> so what does that say about you brian that you have two separate sets of friends you know making the same sarcastic joke about you no it's a character defect i can admit to that <laughs> yeah it's made painfully obvious by multiple people um so thanks for you know tagging on keeping you humble that. i gotta keep you humble so yeah well let's uh let's do a little life update so for those people that want to know what we've been up to so go ahead, Brian. What what's what's up in your life right now? Uh, the job continues. It's rotating shift work at a nuclear power plant. Uh, girlfriend moved in. She uh, moved in about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to move about an hour away, and now she's got like an hour commute every day. So I appreciate that sacrifice. Oh, that sucks. Um, so we're still unpacking. I'm sitting at her desk, uh, which much nicer than my so what i've been telling people is that we're getting rid of my shit in exchange for her stuff and, and well your shit is trash like it's literally dumpster trash so it's not like so you couldn't even sell it you wouldn't even bring it to goodwill you would just throw it in the garbage i tried to donate my couch to goodwill and uh, they said you can leave it on the sidewalk man but we're not taking it <laughs> exactly it was, so, it was too far gone you, your stuff is generally like uh, like a college kid's in the dorm. Like, oh, I I found this in the in the garbage, or this guy was giving it away. Is oh, this well. part of the continuing trend of you keeping me humble? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure that Miranda has very nice stuff. She does, yeah. uh, and she'll probably. You know what's weird is you you have good taste. Is what's <laughs> weird. Like you 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 do have good taste, but you just refuse to use it in your own life usually. So, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not incorrect. Uh, I can. So how's how's the desk? Uh, well, I'm sitting in uh, again uh, my old office chair, which was purchased for probably about eight dollars uh, multiple years ago. Um, it does not go up and down the way that I think you'd say a standard office chest 
their office chair works. Um, is locked in a down, right? locked in the down position. Ah, no armrests. Um, <laughs> the padding is is just about gone. Um, so anyway, the chair is much too small for this desk, and I feel like a child with, with my arms up on the top of a table asking for more. <laughs> uh, so to continue the personal life update, uh, we did a week long vacation to the Jersey Shore which is pretty awesome. They have a nice beach, as it turns out. In case you didn't know, listeners, New Jersey has good beaches. Who knew? If you grew up anywhere other than the East Coast, you'd have no idea. Isn't that like the whole concept of that television show, Jersey Shore? No, I think the concept of that television show has nothing to do with the quality of the beaches. Mm -hmm. I think it has everything to do with the quality of the people. So is Miranda from Jersey? Like, is her family like like a bunch of Jersey Shore? Philly suburbs. Philly suburbs. I asked around if that's an offensive uh, ethnic slur. <laughs> and? Uh, Possibly. Uh, but the gray area. Okay. Uh, there was no, no definite uh, yay or not. Are there going to be some guys beating down my door momentarily after we post this? Uh, Jersey Shore Greedos have no idea where Indianapolis is. Okay, that's, that's safe. Yeah, they're vaguely aware of like uh, Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And anything farther <laughs> west than Philadelphia is non-existent. Like no man's land. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. So you did a summer vacation, and she's moved in. Is uh, is she awake right now? What's what's happening over there? Uh, she is awake. Yeah. Uh, for those uh, avid listeners who we, I, I fear we're breaking one of our podcast traditions of uh, having a drink. Uh, I myself am having coffee as it's uh, eight fifty in the morning on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh. He, Here's my question. Uh, is Indianapolis East time zone or central time zone? It is Eastern time zone where Indiana okay. is the edge of the Eastern time zone. Well, well, let's not paint that state with too broad of a brush. Isn't it that one state in all of America that has little dots of East time zone, central time zone? Well, I, I don't know if that, yes, that's true, but I don't know if that we're the only state. I mean, Florida does that, right? So Florida has... How the, how does Florida Destin is on Central Time Zone, I believe, and and like so the, the pan yeah Destin Florida like the Panhandle a lot large portion okay. of it is on Central Time Zone, and then the rest of Florida is on Eastern. So it's not just us, and I'm sure there's other states. Easy, all right. You're qualifying your state's practices by rationalizing it with the Florida Panhandle. <sighs> all right, I've, that's that's fair. But let me let me okay. give you a little uh, Indiana history. Did you know that at one point we were the only state with our uh, our own time zone? Hmm? Well, actually, I I, I assume that uh, Alaska and maybe Hawaii had their yeah. own time zone too. But so uh, <laughs> Alaska literally has its own time zone. There was Eastern. They, they've been there was, the international dateline I, around. I, Alaska. I, I acknowledge that those two are, are different, but I think we can all generally agree that you know the continental U.S. is somewhat different than Alaska and Hawaii. Would you would you give me that? Yeah. Okay. So there used to be, and this was all growing up. There was Eastern, Central, Mountain, West, and Indiana time zone. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know when you like you get a new phone or a computer and so it asks you what time zone you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would choose Indiana. <laughs> And the reason is, is we were the only state that uh, refused to ratify daylight savings time. And so we we never changed our clocks the entire. I didn't even know what daylight savings time was growing up. Like, I, I, I vaguely acknowledge that, like, shows change times at some point during the year. And I didn't understand it. But 
Uh, and then uh, somewhere 10 to 15 years ago, they, they changed it. And now we're on. I, I really hope that, uh, if it's like 8 AM New York city and let's say 7 AM in Chicago, I really hope that in Indianapolis, it's like 736. (laughs) There, there are countries that are actually (laughs) on like half time zones, parts of China and stuff where it's like, Oh, it's, it's eight o'clock there. It's eight 30 here. That's, that's true. I know, I know Russia spans like 13 or 16 yeah. time zones, something ridiculous. All right. So good sports podcast, no, right? Great. Another funny story though. So I, I just heard this recently. There was a girl uh, that I grew up with. She did not know what time zones or what, uh, you know, time savings was or, or daylight savings time. Cause we didn't, <laughs> you're still unfamiliar. We, with well, it. cause we didn't use it. Right. So she, she didn't know. And so she went to college uh, in another state and like, the clocks changed and she thought the entire college was like punking her. Like, <laughs> like, like legit didn't know. She was like, no, no, you guys are, you guys are fucking with me. Right. And, and like legit didn't understand what daylight savings was. I at least had like a concept this, of it. It wasn't like ridiculous. You just weren't used to the practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't like your sister, right? No, no, no. This is somebody else. Okay. Oh, names will, right, not, so will give- not be named. So. Give uh give your personal life update. Okay, yeah. So uh we uh we went to Europe for almost three weeks and, and that was awesome. Did uh oh, Amsterdam, Paris, Lyon and Geneva, went to a wedding. Uh my general thoughts are their air conditioners do not work very well and um Paris was a cluster. I was there when they won the World Cup, so that's, that's that's probably why. Awesome. Yeah, it it was pretty cool. But so then immediately, their soccer performance has something to do with the performance of the air conditioning units. Maybe I, I think all of their air conditioners are like permanently set at seventy five, which is like yeah. just warm enough that you're just always uncomfortable indoors. So it's it's awesome. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then. uh Came back, went to work, and then came back from work and immediately moved uh, from Houston to Indianapolis. Um, so I'm such from, a common move. Yeah, it's most people don't understand that. So, like, why would you go there? What's and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm from here. So, uh, like, Lana's mom uh, doesn't even know how to pronounce it, and like, they think it's <laughs> funny that the state and the city are named Indiana. She's like. <laughs> She, it's hard for her to wrap her head around that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> moved in early, I guess last week, like last Sunday, and then just been, you know, organizing a house, which is, yeah, you know, takes time. So so you're you bought a house, you're renting a house, you're an apartment. I'm, I'm renting. Yep, we're we're giving it a a trial run here, um, for a year. See it. See if. Uh, the wife likes it and, and see how work goes. That's always a, don't know what's going to happen with work. Mm. And then we'll see what, what to do from there. I'm uh, a 34 year old man. That's never bought a house. I'm, I'm living the opposite of the American dream, Brian. So no, no, I think you're what's uh, commonly referred to as a millennial. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, I've, I myself fought that particular label on my personal uh, but then the last, I'd say, like year, I've uh, come to accept it and embrace it a little bit more. So you're, yeah, you're on like the early millennial. You're I am, like yeah. one of the first. I'm a trendsetter, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think so, when people look at me, they think that guy is really establishing a generational trend. Yeah, probably when you were like, you know, five or six, they're like, this guy, new mm. generation, we can tell well, already. I was the class of 2000, so I think that by itself right there just establishes yeah. my y- bona fides. I, I said Y2K to my wife mm-hmm. at some point in the last couple of weeks, and she looked at me like I was an idiot. She had no idea what Y2K was. And then I had to explain to her that, you know, now she's three years younger than us or than me. So I, I don't know if she experienced the same thing that I did where we thought the world was going to like blow up for a while when it... <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. And, everybody yeah. thought, oh, 2000, you know. Yeah. Computers can't handle it, man. The, the, the zeros, they don't know. Yeah. They shorten the <laughs> like, year to two digits to save space. And, uh, you know, they understand 99, <laughs> but uh, they're going to think it's 1900 when, you know, the clock turns over. How, how many people, like, do you think the actual, like, tech industry at the time was just like, this is nonsense. Like these computers, like we've, we've, we've handled it, but then like it just went mainstream and all of us idiots were like 99 to, to zero. And how is it going to work? I don't know. I remember my dad owned a generator cause he had an electrical business. And uh, once he realized that idiots were paying like three times market price for a, an emergency generator, he, he sold it on, um, I don't know. Craigslist didn't exist then, but he sold it in the, uh, whatever Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Classified, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, should we talk about sports on our sports podcast? You know, you're right. This is Man, a sports podcast. I think. Okay. All right. So, uh, we we first wanted to talk Donald about Trump, uh, right? <laughs> that. That's a perfect thing to talk about. That won't take very long. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's get into uh, into the NFL. So we are coming up on on the NFL season quickly. Um, I'm excited. I, I really enjoy the NFL. It's, it's not my favorite. Um, I like the NBA more, but not, not like so much more that I don't get excited about the NFL. What about you? Where are you at with NFL excitement? I, for me, it's becoming more and more like baseball. And I mean that to say, I really care about my team. Uh, and I care mm-hmm. less and less and less about the rest of the NFL. And I think that's how a lot of people view baseball. I really care. Royals really have a tough time giving a shit about much else for baseball. And that's how the NFL is becoming for me. I still enjoy watching other games that don't involve the Kansas State Chiefs, but less so than I, yeah, I, think less so than uh, I was four, even two years ago. I think they call it what, like regional sports or that's like a regional sport. Baseball yeah, is now baseball like has become a huge. Sport, and, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I hadn't thought of it, but that's very true. Like, I think a lot of fan bases are way more into their team than the general NFL. And and that's actually not true of like the NBA at all. Yeah. Like people are, I mean, people are into their own team, but I think people are just into the whole NBA as, as general compared to the NFL where like, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, like, you know everything about the Cowboys, but you may not have any idea what's going on with like the Bills yeah, the or Carolina something. Yeah. Panthers, so yeah. Carolina Panthers, yeah. So, um, so let, let's uh, let's talk about something that's kind of been happening a lot this summer, and I mean, I think it happens every summer, but how how we get holdouts, um, you know, for contracts and and so on and so forth, and they want guaranteed money and they want more money, and they're all everybody's angry about. Contract. So what do you think, uh, what's your stance on, should players even hold out for more money or do you think uh, that's just stupid? 
Uh, so in a perfect world, they wouldn't have to. In a, and I don't, I, I'm not incredibly business savvy, but I can think of no other instance in which a company and a person sign a contract in which only one side is fully obligated for the wording of that contract. And what I'm saying is in the NFL, if a team signs player X to a contract, two years later, the team can cut that player and it's language that's written into the contract. And there's some penalty that they pay, but essentially a lot of cases they can get out of the wording and the language of the contract. And, and what, what what's the purpose of a contract then if only one side has to honor it? Uh, so here's what I'm saying is that I do not have a problem with players that are holding out. Uh, they have a very brief window in which they can get paid, especially on the rookie wage scale where the fourth and sometimes fifth years are predetermined as to the salary. Sometimes these players are overperforming. And so that predetermined fourth and fifth year salary is not even close to their fair market value. So in that instance, the player is, is it, I think this is just about the only time that they have the leverage. Um, because if they, so look at Ndamukong Stu. He signed a massive contract with the Dolphins. They determined that he wasn't performing to that level and they cut him, right? So he signs a massive contract, thinks he's going to make some huge amount of money. And then he ends up making like half of that. Like how, <laughs> so compare him to Aaron Donald. Yeah, how is that fair? Who, so if yeah. you're Aaron Donald and your teammate, um, and Don Kinsu is, you know, two feet away from you and you think to yourself, well, if I'm going on to sign a max contract and I'm going to get cut two years later and make half of what I think, hell yeah, I need to make what I can make right now. Like right now is the only time that's guaranteed. You can get injured in any game. Yep. So I, I mean, it, it's a risk for them to step on the field and, and jeopardize what is going to make them the money. So I don't have a problem with holdouts. I think they need to get what they can while they can. And, um, and it wouldn't be an issue if NFL teams couldn't just cut and not pay a contract out. So that's what I think. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I'm actually on the player side. A lot of times I'm not on the player side, but for this instance, like I, I think they should. It'll change completely change how they do you know the salary situation. But if if they could figure out a way to do guaranteed contracts at some point. It, but the the thing is, is people would make less money. That's that's what they don't realize is like w when they sign a hundred million dollar contract, like that team knows they're probably only paying sixty million of that contract. Yeah, right? I remember the, so, the Colin Cap the initial Colin Kaepernick contract, right? Where I think the headline said oh, like ninety million dollars, but as it turns out, like sixty of that was in the last two years where the Niners yeah, didn't yeah. pay that. So they do these like highly incentivized deals for guys where, you know, where, and when the guy thinks about it, he's like, Oh yeah, I, I could totally be, I'm awesome. Now I'll be awesome in three years. And that's just, you know, in the NFL, a slight drop off, even a slight, it drops you from all pro to like, maybe not starting, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, if they could do something where instead of, you know, a, f a four year deal where they only have the first two guaranteed, like do a, a, three or four year deal with a lot less money, but it's all guaranteed. You know, you, you may not see it. The only people it would hurt would be like, I don't know, maybe probably quarterbacks or like the guys that are actually awesome for multiple years in a row, like, because those guys usually perform. But for the most part, most players only have like 
a three-year peak yeah. where they're actually worth their max, their max contract. And then everybody else is, you know, is not worth or that. It's a, but, or they might uh, have a 10-year career, but they have a three-year peak where they play at an all-pro level. And I'm thinking about Justin Houston of the Chiefs. He was drafted, I think, 2011. And for like three years, he was – he led the NFL in sacks one year, 22 sacks. Like I think he was like remember, one sack yeah. away from breaking the, the record for the most sacks in a single season. And so the Chiefs gave him a buttload of money, and he's been injured and relatively ineffective. So he's still a good linebacker. I still think he's really great. In no way is he as close to all pro and best in the NFL as he was in 2012, 11, or 13 or 14. But, I mean, that, that's, how, that's how these things work. I'm curious uh, what the effect of Kirk Cousins' contract is going to have. The Vikings gave him, I think it was a three-year fully guaranteed contract. So if he is hurt on the first game and never takes another snap, then he still gets every cent. So that. Yep. Well, that, that was one of those he actually, like, got through the system of, like, his rookie contract, didn't sign any extension. They franchised him two years in a row. And finally, that you know, it was – I think they were going to pay him something like $40 million yeah. at, for another franchise year, which is, like – not worth it, obviously. So they let him go. And that's, that's the sad thing is like, if a team actually wants you, there's really not a lot you can do. Like if you're a, a want to be a free agent, right? So well, quarterbacks it, are, are so different and special and unique in the conversation of NFL contracts. I think, I don't know what the salary cap is. I think it's like $120 million for each team. Quarterbacks take up like 20 to 30. 28 oh, yeah. million of that cap and not, not even the great ones like Alex Smith, very good quarterback uh, above average. I was a chief. I'm a chief fan. So I'm very familiar with his ceiling. Uh, I can't believe that he makes like $24 million a year. He's, he's yeah, to me he just a, a he's a very good quarterback, which is to say he's above average, but not in the, the top tier. I think no one would disagree with me significantly on that. So like, you know, you watch though. I bet you the Redskins make the playoff this year. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't surprise. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're winning anything. They're not winning a championship. But like, how how upset are you going to be if the Redskins make it and the Chiefs don't? Not upset. Not, not upset, upset at all with what they did. It's, okay. it's a different conversation of, of of present versus future. So the Chiefs obviously are going with Patrick Mahomes, who's going to be yeah. in second season. Uh, I'm excited. This is the first time as a Chiefs fan that I think we have a legitimate or a chance at a legitimate NFL quarterback star. Uh, I'm 36 and never been able to say that. We had Joe Montana for two seasons, but he was pretty worn down. End of his, yeah. So you got, you're willing to take maybe the hit this year of, of him not being as good, maybe to, I am acknowledging, uh, I'm acknowledging the chance that, uh, yeah, there could be some rookie, or you know, he's a second year, but he only played one game. Yeah, um, yeah some growing pains. So, so yeah, you guys are seven and nine or eight to eight. But so here's here's gonna be my outlook. If they start off garbage, or if he starts off garbage, or the defense is bad, uh, and then they change it around by the end of the season, he's he's lighting the world up, and the defense is really good. Then a nine and seven season where they miss the playoffs, that'll make me feel feel better. But uh, yeah, if if he's showing all pro level uh, ability and and for whatever reason throws a few too many interceptions like he may do, yeah, I'm willing to have a, a down season because I don't I, I fully expect that he's going to come on and be 
Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Right. Well, uh, what was that? So do you think, uh, that the chiefs have the opportunity to be really good in the next like three or four years? Like their like offense Super Bowl yeah. level. Okay. Their offense. Yes. So you, uh, I think you well, guys are in the, the, the tone, the tone of, so I think there's like a three year window of all these teams that get really good quarterbacks. That's like, they can pay all their other players so much more. So this is what happened with what the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, yeah. um, Tom Brady, initially the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger right now, the, the Cowboys are with, uh, Dak, Dak. on this. Is it there? So, you have a really good quarterback on a rookie deal. That's actually not, you know, it's not insane. So you can pay all your other dudes a bunch of money before you have to pay that $30 million a year contract, you know? Yeah. Um, They'll have uh, Patrick Mahomes for on his rookie deal for four more seasons if he performs well. But it, I think the Chiefs' offense will be very good. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and Sammy Watkins, I think, are some pretty decent wideouts. And then we had the NFL's rushing leader last year with Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware's coming back from injury. And then, obviously, Travis Kelsey. So, you know, the names are there. Um, that doesn't always equate to success. So, we'll see. Yep, like we said, you're a thin, you know, thin line from Kelsey being an all pro tight end to just being a guy, you know. So Yeah. And he I he turns thirty this year, I think. So Plus he's we'll got see. that reality television show. Might wear him down. Uh does he? I I'll be honest. <laughs> you didn't I, know that he's got his own uh he, like bachelor, or he did at least. He was it he, was like I think that's hanging out with Kelsey done. or something. Oh, it was, yeah, it was I, Okay. I think he's I do personally enjoy his he's got an ongoing feud with Marquette King, the former Raiders puncher who now plays for the Broncos. I don't oh this is the dude that like dances or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 He's on the Broncos now? I didn't know that. Yeah, John Gruden in his infinite wisdom uh cut him. Cut him. I yeah. thought that dude was awesome too. I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty good, yeah. Yep. So, so uh thanks for teaching us football, John. I completely, for, honestly, I completely forgot that John Gruden is a football coach again. <laughs> I literally did not even remember that until you said that. I was like, what? What? How did he? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like in John so, Gruden's mind, he teaches about football like 65% of the time. And the rest of the time, John Gruden's teaching about life. He's he's like, a life coach. Live, you know what's funny is everybody thinks he's awesome. And he won one Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team and then got he got fired like three years later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, and then he was a good, good announcer. Was he? But well, people, that's, people think so. That's nice of you. <laughs> You're very courteous. So let's go into it. Who, who are you excited to watch this year other than the chiefs? So we, we, so we determined that we think the NFL is turning more into a regional. I think regional so, sport, yeah. Obviously. You'll watch uh, the Chiefs. You watch the Colts. Is there another team that, like, if it's on, it, it, you want to watch because of maybe a player or they're they're getting exciting this year or what? So for me this season, it's going to be the Rams. I'm intrigued by what they've done in the off season. Uh, I don't really give a shit mm -hmm. about Jared Goff or Todd Gurley um, or even their offense. I am curious how their defense is going to be. They brought in well. They still got Aaron Donald probably. The best defensive lineman in football now. They brought in Adam Kinsu five years ago, 
best defensive lineman in football. And brought in Marcus Peters. I think he's still good, though. Oh, he's still good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's. Yeah, Marcus Peters. Yeah. I don't think he's top of the list. He might be in the top five, yeah. but uh, I'm just curious. And, um, I think they have a safety that they re-signed that was very good. So I'm I'm just curious how that's going to go. I think the NFL is such an odd sport where you can have two or three standouts, and if you have two or three garbage people on the other, like you know, and you're starting eleven, then I think you'll still be average. Uh, so I'm I'm curious how it's all going to work out. I know they still have some good edge rushers, so that's that's the one above all. I want to see if if Wade Phillips can make that work. I think he can. I think Wade Phillips is a good defensive coordinator. Uh, so that weird collection of talent out there, um, which actually in some way resembles the Lakers, the LA Lakers in that they've collected all these names and it'll be a trick to see if they can actually make it work on the field or on the court. Yep. I agree that they will be interesting to watch. I still hard for me to say like LA Rams because to, you know, not long ago they were the greatest show on turf, but, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think that front four is going to be really cool to watch. If if, but then again, like you remember, there were some years where Detroit had Dominican Sue and Nick Nick, Nick Fairley and yeah. like another. They had like a really good and and you never heard about it, like yeah. never, you know. So I, who knows? Yeah, I think the, um, the impact that a star defensive lineman can have is is a little bit blunted. For uh, ODU, Old Dominion University, have they went up to Pitt and they played Pitt when the Aaron Donald was on Pitt's team. And Aaron Donald, you know, it was his last year in college and he played ODU, which was transitioning from a D2 to D1. So this in no way should have been fair. And I think ODU almost won. So, like, hmm. uh, I, yeah. Yeah, interior linemen, like edge rushers can impact the game more than – in. Well, at least in a way that you and I can notice, mm-hmm. right? Like, as the the casual NFL observe, you know, football guy. So, um, how about you? So for me, the the most interesting team, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching uh, the New York Giants, and I'm 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 not a big Giants fan, but uh, they drafted my boy Saquon Barkley, <laughs> and he looks. I mean, he's super fun to watch, man. He is like just good at everything you would want a running back to be good at. He's, he's good at everything. And I'm hoping beyond hope that they like actually put him to work instead of trying to, you know, air it out a lot and him just get, you know, 800 yards rushing and, you know, like 400 yards receiving like that. I mean, that'd be fine. I mean, that'd be a good year, but like, I think it would be cool if they were just like, Hey, we've, we drafted him with the, whatever it was, the third yeah. pick or whatever, like, uh, we're gonna just rely on him, and and I. <clears throat> so if if he if they're on TV, I'm gonna watch if he's healthy. More than anything, I I live in Pennsylvania, so I love the Penn State football fan who says, "Oh yeah, Saquon Barkley, he was really good. Yeah, should have stayed around for a senior season though. If he really loves the school, he would have been loyal." There's there's people that say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Say, well, you know, I mean, I'm Penn State's new. Yeah. Top tier college, so you know if you really love school, you would have gone off four years. You know that's why you go to college. That's not why you go to college. No, you go to college for the opportunity to get a professional job and make more money. Uh, and when that opportunity mm-hmm. is present after three years, then take it. Yep, we we all go to college to not not to get a degree. You go to college so that you can get a better job, right? Yeah, I mean, 
for most of us, getting a degree equals that. But for a lot of people, that's not true, right? So, yeah. I mean, are are people criticizing like... Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's a majority of the Penn State fans that I work with, uh, but there are a few who make little snide comments about, well, you know, he should have stayed for four years, uh, which is... Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> it, what's always fun is you try and get that person to look at it from the reverse perspective and say, well, you know, would you stick around? And and I think, uh, and this isn't just about Penn State fans. This is about a lot of people who are loyal to the team and not to never imagine their life as another person. So uh, it's, it's an odd little dichotomy yeah. to put a person in. No, I don't think you should have stayed. I mean, I appreciate what he did for the team. I mean, Penn State's, you know, preseason top 10 right now. And a large portion of that is because of what he did last year. So, yeah. I I appreciate that, and I can't wait to watch him. So yeah, I'll watch them just for him every time he's on. <laughs> and if I if I can draft him in my fantasy football league, I'm gonna do it. That's <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, what what do you think? Let's go super early Super Bowl predictions oh. from two guys that don't know all the teams and uh well I think we you know. could name all the NFL teams right like, well okay we can name all the NFL teams but I'm I'm saying like uh don't know all the, you know there's there's definitely people that know what's going on in training camps right now and like we're, that's not us well so. you're absolutely right yes but here's what I'd say is is every year these experts come out with a prediction and I think the NFL more than any other league is beholden to injuries and surprises. And I think there's always going to be a few teams that just absolutely surprise everyone. Who saw that the Eagles were Super Bowl contenders last year in right. August 19th? Yeah, see, so like you could you could literally say like the Bills right now and everybody would laugh. But then like there's a chance the Bills are awesome and make the Super Bowl. And then yeah. you look like a genius. right? So or you could just. You could say like the two teams that are actually the best, but that's or should be. But those two teams rarely ever actually meet. You yeah. Know? I, here's Mike. I'm I'm gonna answer your question, but how about this? At what point are the Patriots finally gonna fall off the table? I don't think it's this year. I don't either. Uh, I mean, by fall off the table, you know, we're talking like not making the playoffs, right? Not like. Not winning a suit. Like they could easily still make the playoffs and maybe make an AFC championship game and not win a Super Bowl. And for most people, like they're, they're happy about that season, but you know, Patriots wouldn't be. No, but I would not consider that falling off. I would not. Yeah. If they make the second or third round of playoffs, that's not falling off table. For me, falling off table would be finishing eight and like 500 below, finishing eight and eight or below. Yeah. I, I don't think it happens until Tom Brady's not there. So. I mean, it's not going to get the Peyton as Manning much as I boost by some all-world defense. So I we had one year of all-world. Oh, you're talking about Denver? Yeah, the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, we were horrible at defense. The Colts. No, I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think Brady thinks he's going to play till he's 45. I think he's going to have a drop off probably, and they will slowly regress to the mean and him and Belichick will probably walk away into the sunset at some point in the next probably two or three yeah, years. Would be I my agree. Guess. And uh, unfortunately I don't think it's going to be this year, but uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So who do you got? 
Um, this is such a crapshoot. Um, in the AFC, I'm going to discount the Steelers because I think the Patriots have their number, and I think that their defense is not good enough. Uh, the Jaguars maybe, but I think Blake Bortles limits them. Um, my heart wants to say the Chiefs out of the West. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. Uh, the Patriots are always good. Um, I think the Chiefs are this year's 2018 or 17 Eagles. I think the Chiefs are going to come out of the AFC, and I'm such a hope huge pick. home okay. pick. Uh, but I mean, I'm All not right. trying to say Chiefs. the Patriots for like the third or fourth year in a row out of the AFC, and I think right, every right. other AFC team is incredibly flawed. Uh, out of the NFC, I have no earthly idea. Um, I don't think it's the Cowboys. I don't think it's the Redskins. I think contenders are the Eagles, the Rams, uh, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, Eagles, Rams, Vikings. Uh, I'm just going to say one of those three. That's all. Yeah, I, I gotcha. To, to be more specific, I think it would just be a practice. And, so you're not going to actually answer the question, is what well, you're saying. You're asking me a, a, a question. That, I mean, I can name 10 teams also <laughs> that are – Reasonably good. Uh, <laughs> Vikings. Maybe Saints. Vikings. Oh, damn it. Vikings. All right. That's who I was yeah, going to say. Vikings. All right. Vikings and Chiefs. All right. I like that. That would be, I would be really interested in watching that Super Bowl. Yeah. I bet, I bet the broadcast um, companies are really excited for a Minnesota, Kansas City Super Bowl. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I'm, I'm being serious, though. I would be interested in watching that. But you're right. It, for the most part, that's not your dream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think the Super Bowl needs the Super Bowl does not need you know the Giants and uh yeah, the like Patriots or something Cowboys like that. It doesn't and, need to Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's not like uh like the World Series definitely, you know, if you can get Boston and Same New York Giants, together yeah, for something. something like that's awesome. Or, yeah, you know, so I'm gonna go huge homer pick uh, uh, Chiefs and Vikings. Yeah. Okay. I want to say the Patriots, but I, I just can't, if I, whatever prediction I make, that's who I will root for throughout <laughs> the season. Probably maybe so no chance that I will say right. the Patriots. So I actually on the qualifier that if Deshaun Watson is healthy, I don't know what his, you know, prognosis is for, uh, oh. um, his leg or, but if, if he's healthy, I think the Texans are really good. Now, I don't, I think if they meet the Patriots in the playoffs, that's not going to work. Um, but they're assuming, you know, they had, they've got Clowney. Um, that if JJ Watt comes back healthy and Deshaun, like there's a lot of ifs, but I think the Houston Texans, sadly, because they're in the Colts division, could be the best team in the AFC. I, I think JJ Watt is, is the Diamond and Sue where, Three or four years ago, he was best in the NFL, and now he's right. Good player, he's just a good player. Yeah, but still, I think they've got a, a pretty good defense. And if their offense is anything like it was when he was healthy, uh, they were dropping like forty a game, fifty a game, you know. And now people aren't allowed yeah, to tackle. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so. a few games. Yeah. But uh, and it's, yeah. and then uh, the NFC, I was also going to say the Vikings. I think they're an intriguing team. They have an awesome defense. Uh, they're going to get that uh, FSU running back back. Uh, oh yeah, Darren Cook, Dalvin Cook, I think. Yeah, he, he Dalvin Cook. He yeah, was really yeah. good in college, and he had a few games that he looked good for the Vikings. So, um, and then obviously, what's his name? Uh, 
Kirk, right? Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, quarterback, yeah. and I think that he is a top third quarterback in the NFL. And I think that's – I think you need a good quarterback yeah. to, to win the, the Super Bowl. And I, but I think top third will, will get you there, you know, so. I think he's got better receivers in Minnesota than he ever had with the Redskins. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's, he's got some playmakers. All right, let me ask – let me ask you this question. Disregarding the Colts winning the Super Bowl and, and all that, what do you want to see happen? Like, what are you rooting for? And I know Saquon Barkley to do really well, but what, like, what's personally, what do you want to see happen? I, anything bad to the Patriots. So if Tom Brady broke his leg, I'd be happy. Um, it, Would you be happier if he breaks his leg on like the Chiefs season? 2008 where they first game and, and he's out for the season. Would you be happier that way? Or if he Peyton Manning did and lost his arm strength and threw like uh, 18 interceptions. Oh, way, way more Peyton Manning did. Like I want him to just <laughs> disintegrate in front of us. That would be way better. Cause like, right. If he like breaks his leg and then just retires, like every, in everybody's mind, it'll be like, Oh, he was still awesome. And no, I want him to like just deteriorate to an old man before our eyes. That would make me very happy. But uh, So I always run against the Patriots, and anything bad that happens to them makes my year. So My my hatred of the Patriots is is not as strong as yours. I can acknowledge that, uh, and you may cringe when I say this, I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback of my lifetime, of our lifetime, maybe the the best ever. I, I, I'm also rooting for something bad against the Patriots, but more so I'm rooting for something bad to happen against the Steelers. I want really Roethlisberger to fall off the table. I want Roethlisberger to be acknowledged as overrated. I want uh, infighting on the team to cause everything to split up. Um, I want that defense to be just embarrassed on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, How much of this is because you live in like Steeler country? And not much, really. It's because uh, the Steelers have ended the Chiefs' season, I think, two of the last like three or four years. And, gotcha. Uh, okay. And you the Chiefs can't seem to get by the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Roethlisberger fan. Well, he's he not a good – Probably rapes. Not, not like girl, a great so. person, I think. I've never met him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, seems like that. So, okay. That's, so that's, uh, what I'm, that's what I'm rooting for. So if somehow the Steelers and the Patriots play and, you know, both teams just like collapse on both the field, we would, yeah, yeah. Both teams lose. So we'd be really happy. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure that'll <laughs> happen. <laughs> okay. So, so you, I've kind of heard your, your chief's thoughts. So you think they're going to be awesome, make the Super Bowl, and that Mahomes is, you know, ne- the next, uh, the next whatever, Aaron Rodgers. That's your thoughts of, <sighs> of the Chiefs? That's what I'm hoping for, and there's a chance that happens. More likely, um, he throws uh, like 28 touchdowns and like 15 picks, and uh, well, 28 touchdowns might be a lot. There's a chance he throws like 20 touchdowns and 15 interceptions and uh, makes some real boneheaded plays uh, like a rookie would do, but also shows off some really good plays. So. There's a small chance that he just lights the world on fire, but there's a much larger chance that um, he has to work through some some issues. So we'll see. I there's a chance that Chiefs' offense is very good. I, I gotcha. So well, that's exciting for you. 
Not for me though. Yeah. Do you think your boy uh, can can throw like a cantaloupe right now? <laughs> so Andrew Luck, do you think he can so get a cantaloupe fifteen yards? I, I haven't watched. I actually almost went to the preseason game today. I almost bought some tickets from my neighbor, but uh, I've got other plans. But I will probably watch Luck play today. I've read a bunch on him. He apparently looks awesome. But I mean, I, I don't know what everybody's going to say, but he, he looks like he's good again. He's taking hits, not cringing when he's throwing. So I think I think luck is not going to be the issue this year, actually. I, I know that I, I think luck, Andrew Luck alone gets you seven wins. So I think we're at least a seven win team. It's whether they're I mean, did you have last year? Three, I believe, two or three. So, so I think I think Andrew Luck gets us to to seven wins, like alone. That's how okay. good I think he is. I mean, we were a garbage team his rookie year, and we made the playoffs. So, like, I I, I think that, and part of that though is the AFC South was really weak. So the difference is is it's a much better conference this year. We're not guaranteed, you know, five wins against the rest of the the AFC South. But right, yeah. I think uh, I think we'll probably end the season around eight or nine wins, you know, get close to a wild card, but there'll be glaring holes in the defense and, and there'll be some issues on offense. That's kind of how I see it going. It'll yeah. be, it'll be like a exciting year for the, cause there'll be hope for the future, but it's not this. They're not going to be like, uh, there's a bunch of people around Indianapolis. They're like, Oh, luck's back. Like we'll uh, we can go to the Super Bowl now. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's a great quarterback, but we have way bigger issues. Like if, again, same thing was when you know Manning went out, we had the worst team in the NFL. When your quarterback goes down, like you're gonna have a drop off, but you shouldn't be one of the worst teams in the league when your quarterback no. goes down. Like, no, and that's what happened from, last year too. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah. Brady went out and they we'll still see. almost made the playoffs. So that was 2008. I think. Yep. All well, right, so, we got rid of. Uh, the GM Ryan Grigson and and that 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 was probably the best move of our <laughs> off season. So. Yeah, you took the Chiefs uh, Chiefs guy, I think yeah. Chris Ballard. Yeah. I think yeah, and yeah, I, I really like Ballard so far. So, all right, so I uh, I have a fun little trivia game for you. Oh, are you ready for this? Okay, okay, probably uh, not. A new uh, no, I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, I'm going right. to start a clock here um, when oh, we gosh. when we hit the go word. Here's the game. I'm going to list 10 basketball players, uh, some current, some most historical. Uh, The contest Mm -hmm. for you is to name the college that they attended. Uh, Okay. Uh, I've listed 10. I think uh, four of these 10, uh, I gave a difficult rating. Uh, Two or three of them, (laughs) I think, are very easy. And I uh, I guess that leaves the remainder to be average. All right, I bet you I, – I have no idea who these guys are. I bet you I can get six of the ten. That's my guess. Well, without a clock going, I got nine out of the ten. Oh, well, then I could probably get nine then, at least. That's... <laughs> Is that the transitive property of our intelligence? I, I, NBA intelligence, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you chose, like, all ODU players. like No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no chance. I, I can name – like two ODU basketball players. Okay. All right, you tell me when you're ready. Do you want to start with the easy ones or the hard ones? I'll just I go down go the easy, line. easy to hard, or whatever you want. Yeah, however you want. 
So, All right, we're just going to go up, up the list. Okay, you ready? My palms are a little sweaty. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to hit the, the start button, and uh, your, your time will start when I finish the first player's name. How much time do I have? Let's say two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. I was like, okay. All right. All right, I'm ready. Okay. And so the first player is Carmelo Anthony. Syracuse. Correct. Uh, Jason Kidd. Arizona. Not correct. We'll come back. Damn. Clyde Drexler. Houston. Correct. Patrick Ewing. Georgetown. Correct. John Stockton. <sighs> this is a difficult uh, one. Uh, Gonzaga. Correct. Very no, good. Just, Kevin Durant. Yes. Texas. Correct. Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, I don't know. Come back to him. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. UCLA. Correct. Charles Barkley. Auburn. Correct. Here's a difficult one. Here's the one I missed. Dwayne Wade. Marquette. Ah, you got it. All right. So the two remaining are Jason Kidd, that is incorrect, and Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, crap. You got Jason Kidd and Wilt Chamberlain? How much time do I have left? Uh, 45 seconds. Uh, Will Cham- you got Wilt Chamberlain. Let's see. Bill Russell played at, like, University of San Francisco. I don't think that's where Wilt played. Um, Kansas. That's correct. You got Wilt Chamberlain. Played at Kansas University. Yes. So um, you want to go back Jason on Jason Kidd. Kidd. 20 seconds. Ah, uh, fuck. He's uh, not Arizona. I really thought he was. <laughs> the Kansas Jayhawks um, ended his college basketball career in, the, I think, the third round of the 1994 NCAA tournament. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Jason Kidd played at UC Cal Berkeley. Oh, there's no chance I was getting that. <laughs> Still 9 out of 10. Very good. That's pretty good. Very good. Pretty good. I, you knew the well. You knew that he played at UC Cal Berkeley. Yeah, because I remember the KU Jayhawks ended his college career in the third okay. round of the nineteen ninety three or nine. I have no association to Jason Kidd or his early years. I mean, he played in Dallas at some point before. Didn't he go like Dallas, mm. then New Jersey? Yeah, he moved then, around a little bit. Or, no, it was like Dallas, Phoenix, New Jersey, back to Dallas, then New York. Like he was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I messed up Dwayne Wade. I remember that it was Chicago, a Chicago area school, but I couldn't remember which one. Uh, you know how I know that Marquette. Uh, yeah, his coach Tom Crean coached uh, Indiana University. Oh, and then he and now he's at the Virginia Tech, right? Oh no, no, no yeah. that's right. It's a different Marquette. No, no he's. He, but um, I don't know where he's somewhere. He just got hired somewhere. I can't Tennessee maybe, but. So the reason I know that is because uh, Tom Crean was like, he'd come to Indianapolis to pace your games and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> he, so when, when he was the coach of IU, uh, Oladipo, Victor Oladipo was actually, uh, went to like a Dwayne Wade camp or something along those lines. Anyway, Dwayne Wade uh, talked Victor Oladipo into going to Indiana University to play for Tom Crean. Oh. So a little bit of, Trivia there. All right. 
All right. So uh, I thank you. I'm actually pretty impressed with myself. Nine of 10. You know, the only reason I got the Wilt KU one is I was like, there's no way he would know where this guy went if it wasn't Kansas. So (laughs) (laughs) that that was my my gut instinct. (laughs) That's yeah, that's fair. Even so, this is how backwards they were. Uh, Will Chamberlain shows up to Kansas, uh, you know, six foot ten and easily the best player in the state as a freshman. And they had some bullshit rule that freshmen couldn't play on the varsity team. So uh, as a freshman, Will Chamberlain Uh-oh. did not play for Kansas University's basketball team. I uh, went on to play as a sophomore, and I think they won the NCAA tournament. I could see that. I mean, he was like the best player of his time. So yeah, yeah. So. All right, yeah. All right. I also have some trivia questions for it. So it's not uh not so rapid fire. Uh I came up with five five questions. Four are NFL related, okay. kind of going our theme here. Um and I, I thought these were interesting because it's something you, you would think you know, but I, I don't think you actually know. So <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, what do you got? All right, so um, I'll uh, the more information you can give on some of these, the better, but I'll accept one answer. So first question, who holds the record for the most rushing yards in a single season? If you want bonus would be how many and, you know, year. That's uh, the Rams guy. Um, the hell was his name? He fell. Uh, he didn't do well after that. It was the Rams. I'm going to say um, you are 1987. Right. He played for the 20, Rams. 2,200 yards. What was that running back's name? Uh, He's been famously in 2,200 yards plus or, plus or minus 100. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't remember the guys. Eric Dickerson. There you go. Wow, pretty good. So Eric Dickerson, Ross. most rushing yards was 2,105, actually less than you would think. So that's... In 1984 for the Rams. So you, you did pretty good on that. I'll give you, you got Eric Dickerson, 2200 plus or minus 100 is a pretty big brush to, to stroke there, but, uh, <laughs> 20, 2105. Uh, so I actually well, thought it was more when I was looking it up. Like that's actually, cause I mean, a few backs have gotten over 2000. So, you know, and then Jamal Lewis came pretty close. Well, yeah, you remember Priest Holmes, a couple of years Johnson ago, came close. Adrian Peterson was like, a few yard. I don't remember what his second. He has the second most, but he was a few yards short of the twenty one oh five, and they were trying to get it to him on that last game. But okay, second question, similar. Right. I most, killed the first one. You did. I, I give you that. Most receiving yards in a season. Who holds the record, and how many? How many yards? I don't think you'll get this one. This one could be. Yeah. Shit. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thinking maybe Jerry Rice, maybe T.O., maybe Moss. Mm, yeah, this one's tougher. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say less than 2,100 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say about 1,800 yards. You know what? I'm going to go Megatron. I'm going to oh go my Calvin God. Johnson. You got – yes, it was Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Oh, 19 – so – uh, 1,964 yards in 2012. So, wow. I'm very impressed that you guys. Yeah. Well, um, I remember he was pretty dominant. Yep. There was talk of him maybe even coming back this year. Um, yeah. Some team was trying uh, to coax him back to play. So, I, I think, 
the NFL, especially more than any other thing, I think it's probably difficult to come back mentally yep. and physically. All right. All right. Ready for number three. So you, uh, you're two for two right now. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. All right. Um, I'm ready. Yeah. Bring it on. What team has the most Super Bowl wins? There's only one team. Either the Cowboys or the Steelers or the Patriots. Most Super Bowl wins. Not appearances, wins in their history. Steelers. Steelers, fucking Steelers. Yep, it's the Steelers with six. Yeah. Uh, so second place, the Pats, the Niners, and the Cowboys all have five. So uh, yeah, actually, so if you think about it, the Patriots have won five in the last 20 years, right? And and they have. Yeah. So if they win one more, they're tied with the Steelers. That's pretty God, impressive. They've won five in the last 20 years. They've won a quarter of the last 20 Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? They're really good, man. They're really good. All right. This one. All right. I'm, I will tell you. Okay. If you, I will give you that there are 12. The answer to this question is 12. So your challenge is to name as many teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Now, teams you that never won, never won a Super Bowl. Now, I will also qualify this with current franchises. So right. you figure that out as you will. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so Texans, Texans, yep. Jaguars, yep. Panthers. Yep. Um, uh, Cardinals. Yes. Uh, Bills. Yes. That's five. Mm, that's not, um, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Raiders wanted Chargers. Yep. Uh, Seahawks wanted. Uh, I said Bills, um, Texans, uh, Dolphins. No, the Dolphins won it. Yeah, 1932. Um, crap. Um, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets won it with Namath. Um, mm -hmm. they're 12. Oh, the Rams. Did I say Rams? The Rams? You're being serious? You, like, they just, oh, won shit. Yeah, we're still on turf. That's right. Uh, I'm having trouble even just going. To, can I use a computer to? No, you can't to, use uh, a computer. <laughs> all right, all right. So you got six of twelve. Many, I've got six out of the twelve. Yes. Um, I said Panthers, Jaguars. What other garbage teams are there? Some of these teams are actually not garbage teams. They're just uh, you wouldn't. Okay. Just, um, the Bears have definitely won it. Packers have won it. Um, right now I'm at, oh, Brown, the Browns. I'm going to say the Browns have not won a Super Bowl. You're correct. The current iteration of the Browns have never won a Super Bowl. Because if you remember, okay. they, the Ravens. they restarted in like 98 or whatever. So Yeah. All right. All right. So the Ravens have won. Uh, the Bengals, they've never won. Yep. No. Nope. You're yeah, right. Yeah. The Bengals have never won. That's eight. Okay. The Titans, they've never won. Yep. There's nine. I don't uh, think you're going to get a, a couple of these, but the Chiefs have won, the Saints have won, Cowboys have won, 
I'm 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 out of blank now. I got nine out of twelve. I guess. Who did the I Lions. Miss? The Lions have never won. <sighs> I was trying to, I was having trouble even just going through the list. Yeah, nah, I I knew you were, but you you were the one that claimed you knew all thirty teams earlier, thirty two teams earlier. So <laughs> I wasn't going to give you. Uh, the Falcons have also never won a championship, surprisingly. Wow. And yeah. the last team would be the Vikings. Ah, so they went like four yeah. in a row. They had the purple yeah. people eaters. Yeah. So like, you all know, right, Falcons and Vikings, even the Lions have at point times been good. So, okay. Uh, pretty right. good. Nine out of 12. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. That's not ashamed good. of that. All right. Last question. So this is uh, just kind of related to uh, LeBron moving to LA and the, the whole King of LA thing. So mm-hmm. um, ha- how many, who has the most championships as a Laker? And I will tell you, there are multiple people. So give me multiple, oh, multiple correct answers. Yeah. yeah. Most championships as a Laker. Um, so Kobe had what three? I think. Okay, well that's wrong. <laughs> Did he have four? Still wrong. <laughs> Kobe didn't have five. Did he? I hear clicking. Are you are you looking it up? What's happening over there? No, it's my pen. Okay. It's my it's a pen on the notepad. Uh, so I guess I'll say Kobe. Okay, so as one Kobe of them? is one of the people. He ha- did have five, so he won three with Shaq and then two with Pagasol. Um, okay, but there are <laughs> multiple other guys that have five championships. So, all right, uh, Jerry West. Uh, um, so West Rick. West famously went to like ten NBA championships and lost to the Celtics in like nine of those. <laughs> so. Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, how about Rick Fox? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so funny Rick Fox story. So I, I uh, this is so I'm on a plane uh, from uh, Istanbul to Houston. I was coming back from Europe. And I swear to God, Rick Fox was on my plane. I know it wasn't Rick Fox because, first of all, he was sitting in coach. And second of all, he looked slightly, you know, Turkish. But, but he, it, yeah. he had the, Rick Fox had darker yeah, skin. Yeah, Rick Fox was like a darker skin, but not, you know, totally dark. And I swear to God, like the whole, the whole plane ride, I'm looking at him like, ah, I think Rick Fox was, <laughs> like, the guy was tall, but he wasn't like Rick Fox tall. Anyway. Yeah. Turkish Rick Fox was on my plane. All right, way to go, Turkey. No, Rick but that, that's not him. That's not the answer. I guess I'll say Magic. Okay. That's Magic had five. So the the rest of the guys were on Magic's uh, five championship teams. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. You should be able to get uh, at least one more of these. Bill Walton? No, he. Uh, how about uh, Lou Alcindor? Yeah. Yep. So Kareem was on the five championship teams with Magic. Uh, was that same part? No, uh, I don't remember '80s Lakers that well. Okay, I mean, that's yeah. it. I got one more that's that you would get. Maybe was Michael Cooper, uh, who was on those teams. He was uh, he was really good. And then the other ones would be 
when they were the Minneapolis Lakers. But I don't know if that counts. But George Mikan, Jim Pollard, and Slater Martin. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Slater Martin was not on one of the teams. But George Mikan. You and- just asked me a trivia question where the correct answer was Slater <laughs> No, <laughs> he only was on. I'm. I'm. T- I was looking for. To be fair, I was looking. You know, if you could have named right? Kobe and and Magic, which you and and Kareem, those were the three names I was really looking for. But I asked you where <laughs> did Carmelo Anthony go to college, and you asked me a question where I had to pull out the Slater Martin. <laughs> so, really, my the point I was trying to get across here, Brian, was uh, Dick was that okay. Uh, so all those dudes have won five championships for the Lakers, and I don't think there's any chance that LeBron will win five championships for the Lakers. Maybe five overall, right? Since he's already won three, but uh, there just there's talk of him going down as you know the one of the greatest Lakers, and I'm like, yeah, maybe cumulative career, but I I would put Magic and Kareem, you know, and Kobe over oh, yeah. just because of like the. You had winning five well, accomplishments a wearing a Lakers uniform. Exactly. That, that's so anyway. Yeah. That's all I wanted to make the point is that I, I don't think he can go down as one of the greatest Lakers ever because of that. So, well, all right. So you have a fine point. Yes. He probably won't win the next five NBA championships. But here's my question If you're a Lakers fan, which do you value more sitting here today uh, in August 2018? Do you value the next two NBA seasons in which you now have a chance for a championship, or do you value the last fifty years of Laker history? I think you value the last fifty years. Say, you're you're not a if really well. I mean, the thing is, is like in your head, you're the Lakers, are the Lakers because of all those championships, right? Otherwise, they're they're the, the Pacers or something like that. Where I mean, it, it, all of this. Uh, Laker like built up. They think they're awesome and deserve to win championships is because of all those other guys. It's not because of LeBron. So if you took away those 50 years, uh, you're, you're nothing. You're not a, you're not one of the greatest franchises in sports history. So, and I don't, and I also think a, a realistic Laker fan can acknowledge that they're probably not winning a championship in the next two years anyway. So. Well, Probably not this season, but depending on how the offseason works out next year. Yeah. Well, huh? I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear you say it because, like, to me, w- which thing do you value more the the future or the past? I, I think you're right that like guess, like a younger fan maybe would be like I value this season more, but I, I think just ha- having all that pedigree, like you can just point to the banners and be like, hey, my team's awesome, you know, even if even when they aren't good. Like you have that in your pocket, you know, whereas many NBA yeah. teams don't have that. So maybe I'm being a little bit too existential with it. Maybe I'm uh, valuing being competitive and potentially yeah. uh, awesome for the next two or three years. Uh, viewing that more in like a, a non-sports uh, life perspective kind of way than than what we should be discussing on a sports broadcast. I mean, if you were to guarantee them, you will win the next two championships. Will you value that more than I would agree with you? But I, I don't think that the next two years are going to give them a championship. So I really don't either. Yeah. 
Let's, I think this is a discussion so, yeah, for I another am... day, though, honestly. I think we're nearing, nearing the end of our time together, Brian, today. So All right. uh, we can talk more about preseason NBA when we, when we get there, I think. We've had a pretty good NFL podcast today, though, and, and some good uh, life discussions. Yeah, 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 I think we're there. I think uh, next time we can discuss the existential Ex- yeah. uh, valuation of the future, and as compared to your treasuring of the past, um, I'm gonna maybe we should really dive down, that, d- dig into that. Whole I'm gonna actually, I'll think about it, I'll meditate on it, Brian, and and we'll we'll talk about it next time. So, um, I'll uh, do my best to achieve a zen-like state during a run. Excellent. And uh, really figure out how I feel about that issue. I'm very impressed with your your, your trivia answers. I thought you did pretty well. Um, I thought, thanks. Thanks. I thought you did. You did also, uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, you got the player that I couldn't get, which was Dwayne Wade. I cannot believe you got think Megatron I though. I, I mean, I, I know it's recent. I just, I thought like, oh, he's going to be thinking Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? So, uh, I recall just hearing some little nugget about how he broke the single season record a few years ago. Yep. Was that when he had Stafford thrown to him? Yep. Yep. <laughs> No, Stafford. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, man. Cool. Well, yeah, um, good, good sports talking. talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that, that's all we got, sports.